I think as you evolve as a, or a technical writing organization within your, your company, you, uh, as you grow and evolve, a, a really good wiki or, or uh, style guide is kind of essential. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're first starting your small group, you're working really quickly, it's hard to come to to get the group together as a consensus and have a, a, a really solid um, style guide. But I think it, it's really important because you're providing a really good customer uh, experience by having consistency throughout your the knowledge product. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Where Gowri Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day, everyone. Our guest today is Marty Yu, a senior technical writer at CrowdStrike. Welcome, Marty, to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today? I'm great, Gowri. Thanks for having me. Great, great. It's a pleasure, Marty. So I'm really looking forward to have a great session with you. So just help me understand a little bit more about yourself and how is your professional journey looking so far? <laughs> uh, well, I got into technical writing a little uh, later in my adult life, but uh, I worked in entertainment for uh, wow, like 25, 30 years and then made a transition over to uh, technical documentation. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, so how long have you been in the technical documentation space, Martin? Oh, wow. Um, well, now I'm giving away my age, I guess. Uh, uh, around almost nine years, I think. Or Yeah, I think that's how long. Fantastic. So that's a, quite a lot of stories to share in this uh, series then. So um, we do understand that along with standardizing documentation for internal teams, you do have a great deal of experience in creating customer facing content. So what data insights do you need to improve the quality of uh, customer facing content in your opinion? Uh- I, that's a great question. It's a, it's really hard. Uh, I worked at a startup where you're moving so fast, and there's not there are not a lot of resources you have. So you lean on your PMs a, a lot, your product managers who have um, actually interfaced with customers. Where I'm at right now, we have uh, a UX research team, which is such a great luxury. But also thinking about it, it's kind of essential to have. So we rely on those interviews. I've spent all of last week watching, or not last week, last Friday, watching customer interviews to to try to get a sense of why a customer would need a particular feature. And that's obviously where you start. And then at a certain point, you also have to trust your own empathetic instincts to to sort of put yourself in the customer's shoes. Uh, In terms of our initial approach, it's not uh, super data-driven. Just you, you sort of accept that a lot of research has gone in that this is a viable, you know, uh, product that that people want, and then as you get metrics and and get feedback, then you can adjust your documentation to make sure that it's it's exactly what customers need. 
Absolutely. Uh, just a question that came to my mind as well, uh, Marty. Uh, I mean, when you started nine years ago, um, as you can see now, there are a number of variations of uh, documentation fields, right? Like UI, UX, and uh, uh, sure. writers, and then you have a lot more other uh, specializations now. But um, when you started, these kind of specializations didn't have existed. So how how did you go about it? Uh, yeah, they they did, and I was they did in at, at where I started, and I started as a contractor at Google, and obviously that's a huge organization that was very regimented and had a lot of these mechanisms already in place. So they had uh, a very strong UX writing team and a very strong uh, technical writing sort of infrastructure there. So it was kind of a great place to learn because anything I needed was already documented by somebody else, you know, that about how to do something in technical documentation. So, uh, and then when I went to a, a startup right after that, I had a really solid foundation of, of sort of workflows and, and uh, how things on a grand scale are done. So it made it sort of uh, easier, but also a little daunting to be in a small startup where you're just, doing everything and you're all of a sudden doing UX writing and there's not an editor like looking at your stuff constantly. So you have to have a lot of trust in what you're doing uh, because you're moving so quickly. Great, great. So I'm sure both the experiences would have taught you many lessons in different angles. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, it, it was a great way to, to sort of build my internal sort of uh, set of tools. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Still learning, though. Lot, 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 always learning. <laughs> Super. So again, as a technical writer, uh, you can you also please share an experience, your experience in creating in-app copy to enhance customer journey, and uh, what are the major pointers you normally consider while con while doing so? Yeah. Well, UX in, in product writing is uh, it's a very different skill set than technical writing for of. Uh, user facing documentation which is where i have most of my um my experience uh when i started it was really just like what have i seen in other uh in other products and so a lot of the time i was just looking at the products i i used and or ones that were similar to the product that I was working on uh and that's kind of a good place to start it's probably not the most um uh it's probably not what they say in the handbooks to use, but um, yeah, that that's where I would start and then um, sort of work with what's existing and then try to sort of make sense of it. Um, but the actual writing itself is a, is a different type of style of writing. And so that's something I just did a lot of sort of self research on, you know, how to write UX copy versus writing technical writing documentation. Mm -hmm. Great. So since we are talking about the tools and the products that you already had gone through either in your day-to-day uh, -day engagement or by just looking at uh, the web, um, what do you think is an ideal knowledge base uh, tool? What, what do you think in your opinion is an ideal knowledge base to look like? Uh, is there any particular feature you just can't uh, take away from that ideal knowledge base solution? Uh, do you mean in terms of publishing or in terms of 
sort of organization? How, how do you? At an organizational level as well, because you might be interacting with a number of tools as part of your yeah. journey. Yeah. And in, in terms of publishing there, there, I know you said organization, but in terms of publishing, there's just, you kind of work with what you got. And um, you're, a lot of those decisions aren't made by the technical writers, what, what tools you're given. So uh, one thing that I think as you evolve as a, or a technical writing organization within your, your company, you, uh, as you grow and evolve, a, a really good wiki or, or uh, style guide is kind of essential. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're first starting your small group, you're working really quickly, it's hard to come to to get the group together as a consensus and have a, a, a really solid um, style guide. But I think it, it's really important because you're providing a really good customer uh, experience by having consistency throughout your the knowledge product. Um, so, and then that's a, it's a tough thing to build, but it's, I think it, when you put the time into it, it saves time later. It saves decision fatigue for other writers trying to decide whether to do the Oxford comma or not. Um, but at least you're, you're, you have a solid place to start from. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that that is a really important piece of the puzzle. One of the things we do at, at our CrowdStrike is, is we, the writers are the ones who sort of build the, the style guide. It's a like a community of practice. So we have smaller groups within the writing teams, uh, ones that decide what words we use, another group that decides uh, what our style guide is and uh, and one about accessibility and, and so on. And it's a great way to build things because as I was saying earlier, there, there's no right answer to a lot of these questions, like whether you use an Oxford, Oxford comma or not, but somebody has to make that decision. And by having a small group of it, of us do it, it eliminates having our manager have to make those decisions. It gives us a lot of sense of, of ownership. And it, it really um, also breeds a, a lot of just interconnectedness because we, you know, we all work remotely. But mm-hmm. when we work together in these small little working groups, we, we feel a, a sense of sort of unity. And uh, I think it's just a, a really great way to, to talk about technical writing within your works or context. <clears throat> and it's been really, really fun. Uh, yeah, so I, I highly recommend that to, if you're building a style guide, to do it uh, with the idea of a community of practice. Great. So I think that nicely moves into our rapid fire round. And my very first question is, who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? Ah, uh, well, like I said, it's a constant learning experience. When, but I have to give credit to to my sister. So, she's a, a technical documentation writer, and uh, she got me my first job. So when I was onboarding, she uh, explained how everything was, and then, uh, like I said before, at Google, there's a lot of mechanisms in place to to assure good solid technical writing. And one was a great editor, Helen Casabona, who's just super knowledgeable. And it was great to have somebody who was uh, really looking out to to elevate the team and, and uh, was so generous with her time. So yeah, she was great. 
So thank you. Thank you once again to your sister who introduced you to this amazing field. Again, I'm, I can sense that you co read quite a lot as well. And um, by the way, uh, you have interacted with me in the last uh, 15 minutes. Uh, there's a lot of resources you might be referring to. So can you share a couple of those resources, uh, particularly documentation? Oh. Well, one thing as a, when you're building a, a style guide, like I was saying, like, looking at what doing research at what is already out there is really helpful. So um, when, when we start, um, when we were building our technical writing uh, style guide, we used the the MS, uh, the Microsoft style guide as a resource as sort of a starting point. Um, and that became sort of our dictionary. So if we didn't have something in our style guide, we said, okay, check, check the Microsoft style guide. Uh, it's online. A lot of companies use it as a reference, um, but then you can change it, uh, add your own rules to to make it as um, tailor it to your customer needs. Um, but it's 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 a great great resource. Uh, I learned so much from that, as well as uh, yeah. There's a book called Modern Technical Writing. It's um, a very thin volume uh, written by Andrew Etter. I think he's at Amazon. Uh, or is or was, and it really is a, a very concise, short volume for someone getting started as a technical writer. It outlines some great tools to use and just sort of how to build your own voice in a very simple way that is not too prescriptive, um, but also just makes a lot of sense. Super. My very last question to you is, what is that one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20 year old self? Yes. <laughs> um, don't get into the entertainment business. No, because uh, that's where I worked before as a uh, technical writing. Uh, no, that was also really fun. But uh, I think just uh, talk less, listen more, maybe. I, I, one of the best things is just to absorb everything around you from your your uh, engineers to your marketing people to your to your um, product managers and then sort of sit with that and then distill it out I think a, a, my younger self was much more eager to to jump to conclusions and answer these questions thinking that I knew it but it's always better to listen very nicely put uh, forward, Marty. Thank you so much. Now, before we say bye to our audience, is there anything I missed to ask you or is there anything you would like to share um, for the guests today? Uh, I just think it's a really rich world of uh, technical. The technical writing world is just a bunch of nerds who are really interested in things and I found just by engaging with other writers, uh, it makes me a better writer. So uh, there's a there are great communities out there worth exploring uh, to to learn more. So I I encourage everyone to reach out to your coworkers or to people in the community. Super. So as always, uh, there's a lot of information to take away from this uh, podcast series. And once again, thank you for participating and uh, sharing your amazing experience with us, Marty. So have a great day and uh, all the very best for your future projects. It's so much fun. Bye -bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Based Ninjas podcast. 
please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.